Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about the results and headlines from the past few days before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, hope you all had a very happy Easter, spent some time with your family, and if you're me, spent some time on your couch watching endless hours of Masters coverage, especially due to those delays on Saturday, which ultimately ended up being a blowout, but we'll chat about that in a couple minutes. Still worth it, one of my favorite events of the year, so love to tune in. And so with that, finally feeling healthy, ready to go for the show today. So let's dive right in. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, let's get back to the show. Betting-wise, we had a tough weekend, I guess you could say. Um, It wasn't our best this weekend, unfortunately. Um, Really wish that we would have been a bit stronger on the baseball side of things. But nonetheless, Masters-wise, we're 2-4 and for the weekend. Unfortunately, Morikawa in a tie for 10th. So don't profit there, but it is technically a win. Kepka top 20 hit. Unfortunately, Kepka's meltdown means no winner plays for us. Cam Smith and Max Homa also faded on Sunday as well. And then baseball-wise, we were about 500, so we're down roughly three units for the weekend. Wasn't our best stuff, but nonetheless, we still play some wagers. Now, let's recap that Masters, because that's what it was all about this weekend. John Rahm takes it by four shots. Now, overall, it was a pretty uneventful Masters, if I'm being perfectly honest. So Kepka leads minus 12 after two days, gets all the way up to minus 13. And then it was kind of just watching him crumble on the final day. It started in the morning, wasn't his best. And then you could tell that he really struggled to get off the tee the second uh, round of the day as well. And so Rom just capitalized. And those guys were so far ahead of the others that guys like Victor Hovland fading just meant that it was too much ground to make up. Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson, they tried to make late charges, but it wasn't enough as Rom finishes at minus 12 and wins by four. Now, Bit of an odd event, especially with those weather conditions that came in on late Friday and early Saturday as well. So it meant that Brooks, I think he got hurt for the most part. And it's not because he didn't get to finish his second round. Uh, It's because playing 30 holes the final day, especially when you haven't been playing as much, and this has been what's been made so much a big deal of with the live guys is that they don't play as much. 
Well, now Brooks has to go out and play 30 holes of golf and 30 holes where it was clear that he didn't quite have it that day. Um, so overall, it was tough to see him fold on the final day. I'm sure a lot of people, especially the anti-live crowd, love to watch it. But overall, they had a strong showing. They had both second place guys and a T fourth as well. So good week for the live guys at the Masters just wasn't enough for them to win it overall. I'm happy for Rom. He was the best player all week. He four putted the first hole on Thursday and then just absolutely ran away with it late. New number one in the world as well. Him and Scotty Scheffler there giving him the green jacket was phenomenal as well. Tough to see Tiger withdraw. Um, these were kind of the worst weather conditions that you'll get for Tiger, especially with that bad leg. Rory and Justin Thomas missing the cut was another headline as well. Guys that were contenders coming into it. And then Phil, as I mentioned earlier, he makes a late charge, finishes tied for second. So awesome to see him play well at this event. Now, let's talk about some other headlines from the weekend. Odell officially signs with the Ravens. I don't know why $18 million was the price tag for Odell, but hey, Baltimore committed at the very least to a weapon for Lamar if he decides to come back. But let's face it, the guy was bad in Cleveland. He had a strong six to eight weeks with the Rams and then was hurt all of last year. So it's a lot of money to put faith in a guy that you're probably leaning on to be your second option behind Mark Andrews in that offense. If he's 100%, awesome. If he gets back to 100%, I don't know if he ever will. Again, this is a very high price tag for a guy that it's a big gamble whether he's going to get back to where he was before. Now, NBA-wise, there was a couple coaches fired yesterday. Dwayne Casey and Steven Silas both let go by their respective teams. Now, Casey was there for quite a while after his stint in Toronto. Just never truly had the roster to advance very far with that group. Silas in the same boat with Houston, but they probably had higher expectations than what they ended up doing this past year. Now, both of these teams, Detroit and Houston, they're going to be right in the mix with the lottery for Wembenyana and Scoot Henderson. So if those teams can pick up either one of those guys, then they'll be thrilled moving forward and they'll have a new head coach to start fresh with those respective franchises. Now, we also know that the play-in games are set. No Dallas Mavericks in the play-in. Pretty surprising. NBA looking into them for potentially tanking as well, which I think is hilarious when you know five other teams tanked for the entire year, but we're going to pick on the Mavs for this one incident. Now, Tuesday, it looks like we're going to get Miami and Atlanta in the 7-8 game and Minnesota and the Lakers for the 7-8 out West. I would certainly, if you're going based off experience, you got to be looking at Miami and the Lakers to pull off victories there. Loser, though, they're going to get the winners of Wednesday night's games, which is the Bulls and Raptors, the 9-10 game. I certainly lean Toronto there, although the Bulls will probably have the best player in that game. And then you have OKC and the Pelicans in the West. I would certainly lean Pelicans, even without Zion, who's likely to miss the play-in games. OKC, if they do advance, <laughs> I think their fans almost might be a little bit upset that they did because they were certainly planning on being in the lottery this year. So with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. It is a bit of a lighter one today with no NBA on schedule. So a lot of NHL happening tonight, and that's because we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the NHL season. A lot on the line tonight as well. Now, there's 10 games happening, but there's really only a number of them that actually matter. 
I mean, if your team's like Boston, you might be chasing records, but you're certainly not worried about a playoff spot because you've already clinched. You already know Toronto and Tampa are going to play one another. It's looking like we're going to get Rangers-Devils, although they are still battling for that top spot with Carolina. So let's talk about some of the games that are happening. San Jose and Winnipeg is the first one. Winnipeg sitting at minus 300 for this game. We're expecting Kakinen and Hellebuck tonight in goal for both teams. Now, San Jose doesn't have anything to play for. They've been one of the worst teams in the league all year. They've lost three straight coming in, so they haven't exactly been a great team. Now, the Jets, they have three games left. They're one point up on uh, Calgary right now in the standings. So this is a spot where they need to win. They're at home leaning on their starter. This feels like a good puck line spot if you are going to bet them today. At minus 120, you can get them at minus one and a half. As I said, Jets have a lot to play for tonight, whereas San Jose is probably not trying to win very many games down the stretch. So I would definitely lean Winnipeg on the puck line. Now, Toronto and Florida. Florida has stormed into the wild card spots. um, One point separating them in Pittsburgh, and they're tied with the Islanders in that wild card race. So these games really matter for Florida down the stretch. They've won six straight games coming in. They're leaning on Lyon, going up against Samsonov and the Leafs. And so Toronto, as I said, they, they already are in. They know who they're playing. So this one really leans on, do you trust Florida enough? Now, they have been very good at home. So do you trust Florida enough to figure it out? As I said, they're on a six-game winning streak, which is Incredibly impressive for them down the stretch to even be in this conversation. But can they get it done at home tonight against the Leafs? I would lock in Florida money line at minus 135 if you're going to play it. It's not an official show play, but it would definitely be a lean. Islanders, as I said, they're tied with Florida. Well, they're minus 150 versus Washington tonight. And Washington doesn't have anything to play for as they have missed out on the playoffs as well. Very surprising to see such a disappointing year for them but Washington just hasn't been great uh, late in the year. So we're looking at Sorokin tonight going for the Isles, Kemper going for Washington. Um, Washington's on a six-game losing streak, so it just seems like a good spot to bet the Isles. I know that they're minus 150, so it is a little bit juiced. Maybe if you liked them in regulation, you'd be looking at plus money for this one. I think it's just safer to go Isles money line. Uh, and play it maybe as a parlay piece. Maybe go Florida and Isles together tonight. Expect both of them to pick up wins today, but that's where my lean would be. I also, the last one that I'm going to look at is Nashville and Calgary. Calgary's minus 190, and the Flames season is essentially on the line here. If all goes to plan for the Jets and they win, then Calgary has to win this game. And so I just think I wouldn't bet this game strictly because Calgary's let me down all year. But Saros and Markstrom going in this game. Nashville, they're not officially eliminated yet either. So that's what's interesting about this one. If Nashville wins for whatever reason, then they go even with the Flames with two games left. So Calgary has to win tonight, though, at home. Minus 190 being the line is a little bit concerning. So I'm going to stay away from this one. If you're tempted by Calgary in regulation, go for it. If they do win here tonight, then that essentially eliminates the Predators from playoff contention. So that would be the lean for NHL. Now, MLB, as I said, there's no NBA. There's plenty of MLB action. This is going to be the case for the next five, six months. 
but there's a few that we are looking at here today. Yankees and Cleveland is the first one. The Guardians are minus 145 at home for this game. And let's face it, anytime they have Bieber on the mound, then you've got to be intrigued by betting them. But German's no slouch either for the Yankees. Uh, I do think that Cleveland have been the better bats to start this year. So at minus 145, I do have that nice Shane Bieber future to win the AL Cy Young. So I'm hopeful that he has a great start today. If anything, you might even want to look at the under seven and a half or the first five for Cleveland, just hoping that he can get a little bit of run support early, even if they don't necessarily hang on for the full result. And you got Houston minus 175 taking on Pittsburgh. Valdez and Contreras is expected as the pitching matchup today. Um, it's actually all the way up to minus 190 now. So it is moving in Houston's favor, surprising no one to see it moving in their favor. But I do love Houston. I do think that the line's too juiced to play them straight up. If you even wanted to play this with that line with the aisles that I said earlier, that was minus 155, you could put those together and get a nice two-piece parlay going. But Houston, I just like how they have looked so far to start the year. Uh, I know that the record is 4-6, and six, but I still think that they're the best team in the AL West. And so the Pirates, yes, they're out to a hot start. I don't think that it is sustainable long-term, and I think that this could be a get-right spot for Houston today. Miami and the Phillies is the last one that I wanted to look at. Marlins are 4-6 and six to start the year, but the Phillies are surprisingly 3-6. and six. They've somehow been worse. And then Miami gets to turn to Sandy Alcantara, the NL Cy Young winner last year. Uh, just feels like a really good spot, especially since the Phillies' bats have been cold to open the year. Uh, and so I do like Miami here today at minus 120 on the road. But with that, let's head over to our last call pick segment. This is where we talk about our daily betting picks. We only have two for you here today with it being a lighter day. So Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products like their dill pickle vodka, their regular vodka, and their mixed old-fashioned. Love all their stuff. Definitely go check out local support for Last Mountain Distillery. All right, so let's give you our two plays that we have here today, and then we'll head on out. Shorter show today, but we're hoping to be back on Wednesday with a much more full slate. So let's go with the Padres and Mets under eight today at minus 140 for one and a half units. Now, the Padres' bats went off last night, and the Mets' bats have been ice cold to start the year. Neither team is in the top half of runs or hits per game either, but we do have a very good pitching matchup here today. We're looking at Darvish and Scherzer as the two going. So expecting this to be a low-scoring affair, I do think that we maybe see 4-2, to 4-3 to three type finish here today. And so I'm hopeful that those Padres bats have cooled down and they don't parlay that into a second day of lighting the pitcher up. So give me the Mets and Padres under here tonight. And then I'm also going to play the Minnesota Wild puck line versus the Chicago Blackhawks, minus 120 for one and a half units. Surprisingly, Minnesota does have a little something to play for tonight. So they're going to Flurry on the road versus Stalic for Chicago in this one. But Minnesota have a shot at home ice for the first two rounds, so a big game here. If they win, they could get in, but playing Chicago is a great spot to win big. And so I think that Minnesota coming off a win and Chicago having won only one of their last 10, 
means that Minnesota's in for a big night tonight. Chicago, one of the worst teams in the league as well. So I'm certainly going to lean on Minnesota tonight to get it done as they currently sit four points back of Colorado with three games left. So they got to win out if they want a chance at that top spot. But appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. Uh, as I said, it was all about the Masters this weekend, but we're looking forward to some of the big events coming up, like the NHL and NBA playoffs that we're excited for. So definitely tune into the show on Wednesday, and we'll see you guys then.